You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to this Thursday edition of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. It is Thursday. Welcome to the How to Win podcast. I am so excited to have you with us. Tag a friend, call somebody, let them know that the How to Win podcast is on. Now, listen, you can get us on Facebook, YouTube. You, I want you to begin to transition over to Mike Moore Ministries because that's where you're going to primarily find me very, very soon. Listen, I am teaching on a series that I believe is one of the most profound revelations that God has given me in my 41 years of pastoring, almost 42 years of pastoring. And this series is entitled The God of Abundance. God gave me this revelation way back in in 19... 80s, God gave me a a revelation that he is the God of abundance. This is our third lesson. Listen, you got to go back and listen to the first two lessons and you cannot miss any of this because this series transformed my life, my family and my ministry, and I'm convinced that it is going to transform your life. God is the God of abundance. Now, our theme in this series is developing an abundance mentality, developing an abundance mentality. There was a time in my life where I didn't have an abundance mentality. I had a poverty mentality. I had a lack mentality. But through the grace of God and the word of God and the renewing of my mind, I have developed an abundance mentality. And so can you. In lesson one, we answered the question, what is the abundant life? In lesson two, we began to talk about God's nature, that his nature is abundance. And we only introduced that. That was God's nature is abundance part one. So today, our subtopic is God's nature is abundance part two. God's nature is abundance. Say that. God's nature is abundance. Now, someone's nature is their identity, their character, fundamental qualities, which they show by the way they behave. Someone's habits, a person's nature is their habits and their usual way of doing things, their way of thinking, their way of feeling, their way of acting. God's nature 
his usual way of doing things, his thinking, his feeling, his acting is abundance. Now, in lesson two, in our last session, we discovered that God revealed his nature through his name. His nature is revealed in Scripture through his name. In Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, God is revealed by the name Almighty God, Almighty God. The English words Almighty God in the Hebrew language is El Shaddai, El Shaddai. El Shaddai means the all-sufficient one, the God who is more than enough. Oh, my goodness. God is the God that's more than enough. He's the almighty God. He's El Shaddai. He's the all-sufficient one, the God that's more than enough. Enough. Come on, say that. We're renewing our mind. This is a re mind renewal series. Say God is the God that's more than enough. He's more than enough. No matter what you need, what you desire, God is more than enough. Now, in Scripture, God's nature of abundance is also revealed through his vocabulary, name, vocabulary. God's nature is revealed in Scripture through his name, El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, the God that's more than enough, the almighty God. But God's nature is also revealed through his vocabulary, his vocabulary. And that's what we're going to talk about the, today. We're going to talk about God's nature is evidenced by his vocabulary. I want you to follow me. This is going to transform your life. You can learn a lot about a person, any person, by listening to their speech. If you want to know something about a person, listen to their speech, listen to their conversation. If you want to know what a person thinks, what a person feels about a matter, if you want to know a person's perspective, a person's position, then pay attention to their conversation. Matthew 12, 34 says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever is in a person's heart in abundance is going to come out their mouth. You're hammering and you mistakenly hit your finger rather than hitting the nail and a profane word comes out of your mouth. That was in your heart. Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you prick a balloon with a pen, whatever's in that balloon is going to come out. If the balloon is full of water, you prick the balloon, water's going to come out. If the 
balloon is filled with soda. If you uh, soda drink, you prick it, it's going to come out. If it's filled with tea, you prick it, it's going to come out. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When a pressure is applied to anything, whatever's on the inside of the person is going to come out. That's what the scripture says. It says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, if that's true for you and I and others, people, it's true of God. Out of the abundance of God's heart, his mouth will speak. Now, the Bible, the Bible, this is the Bible. It has chapters in it. It has divisions in it. it uh, this Bible uh, has so many books of the Old Testament, so many books of the New Testament, and, and we call it the good book. We call it the Bible. However, the Bible is more than a good book. It's more than a religious book. The Bible is God speaking to us. We know what God feels. We know what God thinks. We know God's opinion. We know God's perspective on matters by what he says in the Bible, because the Bible is God speaking to us. It is God's word. The, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Repetition is a master key to learning. You see that in uh, commercials. You sit down and watch in a sport event or your favorite sitcom or a movie. If there are commercials, they come and they often bring the same commercial over and 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 over. Sometimes they bring a commercial, they go to another commercial, come back with the same commercial, or they'll bring it back in the next interval because repetition is a key to learning. It's a key to the to understand getting things in the heart. And God is very, very, if, you, if you're a student of the word, you know that God is very repetitious. God's speech is filled with superlatives. He uses adjectives and adverbs to express himself. I'll say that again. God's speech is filled with superlatives. He used adjectives and adverbs to express himself. And there is a pattern. I studied this out years ago, and I discovered that there's a pattern to God's speech, and it's a pattern to his promises. He always uses extreme, the highest, maximum, supreme forms of speech. 
ex forms of expression. And I discovered this year, you know, the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. I saw something that was very revealing to me. I saw a pattern in God's speech. And I believe that that pattern is evidence that out of his heart, his nature, his character, he is speaking. And I'm going to take just a few minutes and give you some examples to show you that God is a God of abundance and his nature of abundance is expressed through his vocabulary. So let's walk through the scriptures. In Psalms 23, it's that great shepherd psalm, how, how the Lord is my shepherd, I, I shall not want. That great psalm that we have quoted from childhood. But in verse 5, it says, Thou prepareth a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. Now, I ask you a question, very uh, simple question. What causes anything to run over? I have a, a cup. I have coffee in the cup. Now, this cup is not running over. What will cause this cup to run over? What will cause this cup to run over is too much. If I put too much coffee or too much water or too much soda, if I put too much in it, it will run over. Now notice, God is speaking. The Bible is speaking and he causes our cup to run over. Now, let's look at another witness, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 10. Verse 9, it tells us to bring the first fruits of our lives to the Lord, honor the Lord with our first fruits. And then verse 10 is a promise. It says, so shall your barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. This is a promise. And I notice in Scripture a pattern to God's promises. Notice he says that if we honor him with the first fruits, that our barns will be filled with plenty and our presses shall burst out with new wine. The word bar barns there uh, speaks to storage places. God says that if we honor him with our substance, our material resources, our finances, he said that he will cause our barns, our storage places, to be filled with plenty. 
The word plenty means abundance. So our storage places will be filled with abundance. And then he says that our presses will break out, uh, burst out with new wine. The word burst out means to break out or explode due to internal pressure. It's bursting out because there's too much on the inside, too much. So in verse four of the 23rd Psalm, our cup is running over. In Proverbs 3.10, our barns are filled with abundance and our presses are bursting out, exploding due to internal pressure. There's too much. If we move to our third witness, Malachi chapter 3 and verse 9, well, 3 verse 10, it says, Bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be meat or resources in my house. And prove me here with faith, the Lord, if I will not open the windows of heaven. This is the promise. I'm going to open the windows of heaven, and then I'm going to pour you out a blessing that you will not have room enough to receive it. Now, notice God promises to the tither, the giver, that I'm going to pour out a blessing that there's not room enough to receive. Now, again, if there's not room enough to receive, that means you have too much. So we see in Scripture, Psalms 23, 5, he wants our cup to be running over. In Proverbs 3.10, he wants our barns to be filled with abundance, our presses to burst out, explode due to internal pressure. And then in Malachi, he promises a blessing that we would not have room enough to receive it. Let's look at our fourth witness. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word will be established. I've given you three. I've given, I've met the requirement. God is a God of abundance. We know it because of his vocabulary. His promises always are filled uh, and, and communicate in the extreme, the highest, the maximum, uh, the supreme uh, form or degree of expression. Now, let's look at a fourth witness. We could stop at three, but let's look at a fourth witness. Luke 6, 38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Here's the promise. It'll be running over. Shall men give to your bosom. So what causes a thing to run over? It has too much. Now, before we go further, let's review what I've said about God's vocabulary. We said that the Bible is God speaking to us. We know what God thinks, what God feels about a matter by what he says in his word. 
Repetition, we've said, is the key to learning. And God is very repetitious because we see this abundance operating in four different witnesses. We said that God's speech is filled with superlatives. He uses adjectives and adverbs to express himself, and his pattern is that he always, in relation to his promises, uses the extreme, highest, maximum, supreme form or degree. And we prove that out through four proof texts. Psalms 23.5, our cup will run over. Proverbs 3.10, our barns, our storage places will be filled with abundance and our presses will burst out, explode due to internal pressure. Malachi 3.10, a blessing, God promised a blessing that we will not have room enough to receive. Then Luke 6.38, to the giver, he says, men will give to you good measure, press down and running over. You see, God's nature of abundance is revealed through his vocabulary. Now, let's look at Psalms 68.9. We'll prove the same thing. This could be a fifth witness, but I want you to see something else in this text. It says, blessed be the Lord, Psalm 68, 19, blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. Now, I want to read that to you again, and then we're going to look at the words benefits, loads, and daily. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. The word benefits is something that promotes well-being, something that adds to our life, something that makes our life better. It says the Lord will not just bless us with benefits, but he will load us with benefits. And the word load there means to fill to overflowing. It means to pile. It means to fill to excess by compressing and squeezing tightly to cram. So, so imagine God bringing to you a truckload of benefits or blessings and he crammed the boxes. He pushed every box in, in the storage place of that truck, and he crammed boxes, and he pushes it in, and he packs it in till he can't get any more in there. That's God's nature. If it was a wheelbarrow, he was taking, it would be loaded to it just rolling over. That's God's nature. The Bible says, blessed be the Lord who not only loads us with benefits, filled to overflowing, but he does it daily. Come on, say daily. Daily simply means every day. Now, I'm shooting for a revelation. I'm shooting to give you a revelation. Many Christians... And I want you to think about this statement in the light of Psalm 68, 19. Many Christians 
will live and die in yesterday's blessings. Did you hear that? That's powerful. That's powerful. I said that many Christians will live and die in yesterday's blessings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a testimony. Many of us have testimonies, but most of our testimonies are about yesterday's blessings. If we would believe Psalm 68, 19, and keep our faith engaged, keep our faith on the line, then this text, Psalm 68, 19, says that God would bless us every day. Now, we all know that the blessings of God for the believer, the New Testament believer, are already paid for. Ephesians 1, 3 says, God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. I'm not talking about heavenly places. I'm talking about in your life. I'm talking about blessings materializing in your life. And I believe based off this text that all those blessings that are already stored in heavenly places through the redemptive work of Christ will materialize in our life every single day if we will keep our faith on the line. Every single day. Every day. Every day. Now, I want to close out uh, this teaching today by looking at Luke 17, verse 5, 7 through 8. And here again, I just want to give you a revelation because God wants to manifest his blessings of abundance in your life so that you will operate in abundance to live and abundance to give. That's what the, the, the abundant life is all about. Now listen at this. And the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. That's Luke 17, 5. Then verse 7 through 8, he tells this parable. He says, and which of you having a servant plowing or tending sheep will say to him when he has come in from the fields, come once, sit down and eat. But will he not rather say, to him, prepare something for my supper, gird yourself, and serve me till I have eaten and drunk, and then after what you would eat and drink. Now, listen at the parable. He said, now, which of you, you have this servant, and this servant of yours is out in the field, plowing the field, planting seeds in the field, and then tending the sheep. He says, which of you have a servant? That's what the person's job is to serve. When the servant finished plowing the field, finished tending the sheep, and the servant comes in the house, you will say to that servant, well, sit down and eat. No, you wouldn't. Tell the servant to sit down and eat because you hired, you hired the servant to serve. You're paying somebody to serve you, not to sit down and eat. 
No, you will say you finished what you did out in the field. You finished tending the sheep. Now, I want you to change your clothes and I want you to prepare my meal and I want you to serve me until I am full. And then you can sit down and eat. Now, that's how you deal with a servant, someone that you've hired to serve, maybe to cut your yard, you've hired maybe to clean your house, you hired to cook your meals. You're not paying the servant to sit down. You're paying the servant to serve you, and they should serve you uh, as long as they're on the clock. Now, at the end of the day, when they're off the clock, they can go eat, sit down. But while they're on the clock, you've already agreed to a certain time that they're going to be working for you, then you want them to serve you. You're paying them to serve you until you are satisfied, until they are off the clock. What is Jesus saying here? He's saying that the believer's faith is his or her servant. See, faith is a servant. And you should keep your faith on the line. You should keep your faith working. In other words, don't put your faith out there and your faith uh, produce results. And then once you get manifestation, then you just relax your servant, take your servant off the line, tell your servant sit down. No, he's teaching keep your faith engaged. Keep your faith on the line, and then God will manifest the blessings that Jesus has already purchased in your life every single day. Now, in this, we see why people, churches, ministries, businesses plateau. People ministries, churches, business plateau is because they become complacent, satisfied, and allow their faith servant to sit. If we would take our faith from one project, from one task to another, our faith will continue to work for us and we'll never plateau in our churches, never plateau in our business, never plateau in our individual lives because God gave us the faith servant so that we could experience his abundant life that has already been purchased for us. I trust that you got some out of the lesson today. We're not through. We're talking about the God of abundance, and I'll see you in our next session. So I want you to have a good week, and I speak God's bountiful grace on your life in Jesus' name.